Hello, Syngap Land. My name is Michael Gralia. Today's Tuesday, February 6th, and this is episode 132 of Syngap 10, your 10-minute weekly briefing on everything you need to know about Syngap 1. Today, Encoded Therapeutics was given permission by the FDA to do clinical trials in their gene therapy for Dravet syndrome, also known as SCM1A. This is absolutely huge news. If you've been watching this series, you know that the Dravet Syndrome Foundation was one of the inspirations for the Syngap Research Fund. I've learned a lot about Dravet, and I sincerely hope that this therapy is, is helpful and reduces the suffering of, of the children in that community. Also a great news, a week ago, in Jaguar Therapeutics was given permission to do a gene therapy in patients with Phelan McDermott Syndrome, aka Shank 3. This is incredible news. For a couple of reasons, this means we are in the we are in the what the fifth week of, of 2024, and two INDs for gene therapies for monogenic monogenic disorders have been approved. This is incredible news. Last year, by my count, there were only two the whole year, and those were for Rett syndrome with Tasha, and then for Engli one with Grace Science. In the whole year, we are five weeks into the next year, and we've already seen two approvals. Are we going to see an approval for Syngap one this year? I would be surprised. Do I hope we're going to see an approval for Syngap 1 in a year or two? I hope so. And I think that the success of these trials and what we learn from them will definitely inform what will happen in all other monogenic neurodevelopmental disorders like Syngap 1 related disorders. So this is a really big deal and we should all be excited about the progress that is happening in the field. And um, I wanted to start there just to give everyone hope, right? There's, there's broadly speaking, three buckets of therapies that we need to deal with. One of them is high-end gene therapies, kind of like what we're talking about. This is one and done. One of them is ASOs, also very high-end, multiple doses. I've talked about the differences before. And then also repurposing. And I'll tell you right now, repurposing is on, right? As we know, there's a, a trial right now for Revicti. There's almost 10 Syngap patients enrolled in that trial receiving Revicti. Um, Rarebase is doing a um, final analysis on their data, and they're going to come back to us with a list of drugs. And Dr. Chow, who also presented at our meeting, shared at least one drug, and I had a meeting about that today. And what do all these drugs have in common? We're going to put them in humans, or we are putting them in humans. And we're going to need something to measure, which is one of the things we work on ceaselessly at the Syngap Research Fund, trying to figure out how to measure things. And we had an announcement about a week ago, a little more, that Aparito accepted SRF into their um, patient accelerator with a goal of identifying digital biomarkers, which in English means we're working with a company who thinks about nothing else to identify things we can measure in trials via wearables, videos, questionnaires, etc. So look forward to an invitation to participate in the in the Aparito study. Um, we're looking for parents who are willing to do some interviews and some questionnaires there. That's super exciting. So I started talking about, hey, gene therapies are happening. This is real, right? We are looking for gene therapies, oligos or ASOs, and repurposed drugs. And in all cases, we need things to measure. Obviously, SRF has been working on this for a while. You saw at our scientific meeting talk about the EEGs, and we just announced that we're partnering with Aparito to find digital biomarkers. Pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. A lot of reason for hope. Tremendous amount of work going on here at SRF behind the scenes. And um, I encourage everybody to 
to really keep paying attention and to um, participate in our fundraisers. We have a big fundraiser coming up, Sprint for Syngap. I'll talk about that more in a second. But I want to I want to keep this thread of of repurposed drugs. And I want to give, share with you guys some of the hard things we've been thinking about as it relates to repurposed drugs, because this is this is where the rubber hits the road, team. I have been talking to patients who are on Revicti, and I've been talking to um, another family who's on another drug. It's a little early to talk about that. And the challenge we're seeing is in some cases, we are seeing pretty radical seizure reduction. And in some cases, we are seeing increase in function, increase in verbalization, whatever. But in all those cases, we're also seeing other challenging behaviors, sometimes anxiety, sometimes aggression, yada, yada, yada. And the question is, why is that? Is this a negative side effect? Maybe. Or is it a logical consequence of clearing the fog, right? Imagine you're born and you go through the first X years of your life having a lot of seizures, a lot of seizures, and suddenly those seizures stop. For the first time in your life, you're able to process more sound, more light, more information, or not. Maybe you're just hit with a lot more sound, light, and information, and you are overwhelmed and confused, and then you get grumpy. I don't know. No one does. That's the problem. So here's the thing, guys. We are going to have more and more drugs to throw at more and more kids, both genetic therapies and repurposed molecules. And we're very quickly going to get, we are, I'm already having this problem. This is happening in a few cases and I'm telling you it's going to happen at scale soon. We're having more and more parents talk to really smart doctors saying, I'm not sure if this is good or bad. Yes, seizures have gone down. Yes, verbalizations have gone up. Yes, aggression and anxiety are sometimes also going up and sometimes they're not. Maybe we just need a smaller dose. Maybe we just need to tolerate this drug a little longer and let the kid figure it out. How much patience do you have, parent? It's really hard questions and it gets me to the heart of how are you gonna know what better looks like, right? And I, and I want everyone to imagine that in the next three months, three to six months, this is, this is not make-believe. I, I think this is reasonable to expect. There will be opportunities to try repurposed drugs in your kids. I'm very serious right now. And you're going to put this drug in your kid and you're going to watch them like a hawk and you're going to be like, wait, is that different? Is that new? Did they do that last month? What happened? And, and you're going to start taking lots of notes. You probably fill out surveys and do other stuff that clinicians think are a good idea. But the question is, how are you going to know what better looks like? And what I want to invite everyone to do right now is to document objectively. So in English, take videos and write down things that are your day-to-day -day right now. What is it that you would hope would get better and document it now so that if in the next three to six months you get a drug and something changes, you can document it the same way. Take a video, count instances of aggression, count bedtime, count something, how many times they poop, whatever. And then you will say, no, 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 this actually changed and, and, and here's the proof. Either here's the data, here's the things I counted, 
Or here's the video of before and after. I've been talking to a couple parents who are like, holy smokes, I don't think I've seen this before. I don't think I've seen this kid process that fast. I don't think I've had a conversation that was that long. I don't think I've heard so much giggling. I don't think I've seen so much aggression and so few seizures. I've heard all of this in the past couple weeks. And I'm like, do you have a video? And do you have a video of what it was like before? Generally, the answer to do you have a video is, yeah, I just took one. And when I say, okay, do you have a video? Can you compare that to what it was like before you started taking drugs? Were you taking videos before? And they're like, no, why would I do that? I was just, that was just normal life. But we need those videos, guys. We are, if we all, here's the thing. There are 1,500 kids by SRF's count with SYNC-AP1-related disorder here on Earth. And of course, we know there's, there's a few thousand more and then tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands, haven't been diagnosed. But right now, we have this many patients. And given this many patients, we desperately want drug companies to develop drugs for our di- disorder, disease. It's actually a big ask. And if we're serious about that and we want a drug to put into our kids in our lifetime, like yesterday, we have to do our part. And our part is sort of participating in this, stepping up, paying attention, and getting involved in these discussions. And the way you do that right now is you, is you become the world's leading expert in your kid and you, and, you, and you prove that, right? Get videos, count things, understand what it would look like, understand what we can compare something to if and when things get better or if and when things get worse. The reason you try drugs in kids is to see if they work. And sometimes things get better. And sometimes things get worse. And sometimes both happen in different kids. Depending on the dose, depending on the kid, depending on the other drugs they're on. This is endlessly complicated. I'll give you an example, Ficampa, right? We have a beautiful case study where there was a patient in Chicago Incredible progress on Ficompa. And I'll tell you from personal experience, I put Tony on Ficompa back when we were all trying it and aggression went through the roof. Is it Ficompa? Is it the kid? Is it the dose? Who knows? But we're going to be doing some repurposing in the months and years to come. And then we're very quickly going to find ourselves with our own exciting announcement about gene therapies and oligos and trials for Syngap-1. And it's time to assume that you're gonna have a chance to walk into your neurologist soon and say, hey, can we try this drug? Here's a paper, here's a study, here's a, here's a readout, here's a, here's a basket trial. I would like to try this drug in my kid. And there'll be some protocol and there'll be surveys and stuff you have to do. But, but will you have videos? Will you know what you're going to count in your house for your kid? That's my challenge to you guys today. That's what I've been really thinking about lately because <clears throat> I'm telling you guys, this is coming. I have had so many meetings about repurposed drugs and I've got a few more on my calendar. And, and I'm telling you... Um, it's gonna get really fascinating and really complicated pretty soon. Which, which brings me to um, two more points. For those people wondering about Revicti and what's going on with Revicti and all of that stuff, um, there is a Facebook group 
just for uh, parents of rare disease kids thinking about Revicti. I will put the link in the show notes. It is not an SRF group, but it's just a it's just a Facebook group where all of all the people on Revicti are talking about things. Um, if you want more information on that, go there. The trial itself is being recruited by Will Cornell by invitation. We are helping them with that. Um, so, you know, if you're interested and your kids having countable drops, let me know. I'm I'm pretty sure that's full, but I, I could be wrong. Um, that was that was point one. So the Revicti group and point two is I want to thank the four teams who have already launched their fundraisers for Sprint for Syngap. Sprint for Syngap is our annual peer to peer fundraiser, which means you and your family could set up a team for your kiddo and you can do a fundraiser. And on April 27th, I believe it is people will be running, walking, crawling, whatever it is to raise money for SRF and Syngap One science and research and that's really exciting. And we, we, we're going to need those funds to continue all this work I'm talking about on repurposing and to get ourselves organized for these, for these trials. Speaking of trials, I want to make one last plea for the Rochester survey. There is a survey out of the University of Rochester. It is 10 to 15 minutes long. We, uh, they are looking at five diseases, one of which is Syngap one related disorder. And they are, um, their, their max for any disease is 200 patients. Right now, we have 159 Syngapians in that study. 159. We are definitely leading the pack. I want 40 more people to take that survey, people. I will put the link in the show notes. Please take that survey. Someone's paying for this work. Someone's going to publish this study. Someone's going to look and see. And we need to send the message to every drug company who reads this paper. Hey, Syngap 1. We're ready to roll. You gave us max 200 and we used every single spot. And these questionnaires are a way to think about, if you read these questionnaires, if you go take this questionnaire, somebody is thinking about, okay, how would I design a Syngap trial? Go ahead and give them your opinion so that when the trial is designed, your opinion is counted. There's a lot more than 159 people on earth who speak English that are raising Syngapians. So I'm going to put this link in the show notes. <clears throat> I think it's syngap.fund slash roch for Rochester, R-O-C-H 24. Um, and then there's a long link. I'll put that in the show notes too. Guys, everybody, please click on the link. It's 15 minutes. Take the survey. It's very quick. It's just click, 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 click. You don't even have to type that much. And um, I'd be so grateful for that. I want us to knock that out of the park. Trials are coming. And we need as much organized thinking as possible on what to count. That's what I got for you today, guys. It's good to be back. It's good to be in touch. More's coming. Hang in there. And um, you know, go take a video of your Syngapian. Doing good and bad. Let's make sure we can document the before. Because hopefully very soon we'll be looking at the after. Take care.